0: Hi, Calling family, this is Pastor Michael and welcome to our church podcast. I'm so grateful for you tuning in today and I believe today's message is gonna strengthen your faith in Jesus. I just wanna give you some hope. I wanna give you some hope today, is that okay? I I hope that I can encourage you You can leave this place today feeling on top of the world, whether you're here in this building or you're watching us online. I pray that the Spirit of God just infiltrate your life and take over, that you leave this place feeling filled with hope. I'm going to read this verse and then uh, share a story with you. Is that okay? Psalm 33 we're going to look at the last verse of Psalm 33, which is verse 22. If you get a chance, go back. Because I know you all read your Bible every day for 30 minutes. Like you're all dedicated disciples. Um, Go to Psalm chapter 33. Read that Psalm. And I promise it'll encourage you. But I want to look at the last verse here, verse 22. It says, let your unfailing love surround us Lord for our hope is in you alone underline that word alone if you got a real bible in front of you or if you got a machine bible then you can highlight the whole verse our hope is in you alone turn to your neighbor just say there is hope Now look at your second choice, the one that you neglected because you looked at the other one first. Look at them and there is hope. There is hope. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for this moment. We thank you that you've brought us here to your house today to speak to us. We pray right now that you would open up our hearts, that you would open up our minds, and we would receive what you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to share a story with you. My daughter, she's four years old. And right now, life is about Disneyland, Tinkerbell, and Dumbo. I know you guys don't relate because you're not from around Anaheim area, right? This is a little di- L.A. County, y'all kind of far away. But Disneyland's a big deal down there. We have, we have passes. And she loves Disneyland. Everything is about Disneyland. Let's go to Disneyland and I wanna see Tinkerbell and I wanna get on Dumbo. Those are, that's, that's why we go to Disneyland. We literally go an hour of waiting for parking and getting on a tram and packing up the, the whole, you know, stroller, because we have my other daughter too, walking through all the crowds just to wait 35 minutes for Dumbo, meet Tinkerbell and go home. That's our day. Maybe a churro. That's our day. That's why we go to Disneyland. She loves it. And so as a father, as we're going through Disneyland, I, I try to convince her sometimes, hey, let's get on a, let's get on a different ride. Let's try something else. What, you want to try the Peter Pan ride? Do you want to try the Pinocchio ride? And some of y'all, that Fantasyland rides are a little scary. Don't Let's, let's be honest. A little crazy for kids. But I said, Let, let's... Let's get you on something else. Let's let's try something else. She wouldn't. She didn't want to try anything else. Those are. That was it. I just want Dumbo and I want to meet Tinkerbell. That's it. So one day we went and I said, you know what? Let's get onto Small World. Now, if you know Small World, it's about a fifteen-minute ride of the same song over and over again. There's nothing scary about it, but for my daughter. It's scary. Getting onto a boat, water, going inside this tunnel that I've never seen before. It's scary. So she's not sure what to expect. She gets onto this ride. And if you're a parent, you know that in that moment, as you're trying to convince your child to get on the ride, there's a couple things that that you have to go through to kind of convince them to get on the ride. They're, They're very scared in that moment. And so we kind of have to do a little work and convince them that this is not scary. There's a couple things that that happen. And as I'm going through this moment here with my daughter, I was taken back to when I was a kid. And I remember getting on Indiana Jones for the very first time. Anybody ever been on Indiana Jones? Yeah, a couple of you. Okay. I was seven years old. Indiana Jones and my dad was trying to get me on the ride I have an older sister and my mom was there it was just the four of us they were all trying to convince me to get on the ride but here's what I remember from that and I'm pulling some of these ideas with my daughter but I reflect back to the moment when I was about to get on Indiana Jones as a kid There were three things that were happening in that moment. My mom was there, and my mom was the one trying to tell me, hey, if you don't wanna get on it, don't get on it. If you don't wanna go on that ride, you can stay here with me, and it'll be fine. Let your dad and your sister get on that ride. Everything will be fine. You'll be here safe with me. You don't have to get on that ride if you don't want to. Thank God for mom's Stay with me, son. You'll be safe here. The second thing was my sister, my older sister. She's a pin in the butt. We're cool now. I can't stand my... my sister was trying to convince me that the ride was scary. You're not going to like this ride, there's snakes. There's drops. It's dark. Oh, it's gonna be scary. Tears start coming down my face. I don't wanna get on this ride anymore. And my sister was entertained by the fact that she was scaring me. That she's telling me these things. It feeds her. My fear feeds her. And she, she, oh, I'm, she, I'm, she's, she's getting a kick out of watching me cry. Anybody have a sister like that or a brother? If you didn't raise your hand, you're that sister. You're that brother. You're like, "Mm, no, I never had that. Your little brother's looking at you. He's like, it's you. And then there was my dad. And my dad would say, son, I've been on this ride before. It's not scary. You'll be with me. I'll make sure to hold you tight. You can close your eyes on the part that scare you. I'll let you know when you can open them, and you'll be safe. But you'll get on that ride, and I promise you, you're going to love it. You probably already know where I'm going with this. Having that conversation with my dad gave me some hope that everything was going to be okay in that moment. I wonder how many of us have these kinds of people in our lives. Or maybe we've heard these kinds of voices throughout our life. Maybe you're going through something right now and you are hearing the voice of my mother saying, it's okay. If you don't want to do it, you don't have to. This is the voice of complacency. There's a voice inside that will hold you back from experiencing what God wants to do in your life. There's a voice inside of you that is telling you if you don't want to go through that, you don't have to. You're fine just the way you are. It's okay if you don't want to expand your relationship with God. You're fine. Just the way you are. It's okay if you don't want to go to church today. You're fine just the way you are. If you don't want to read your Bible, that's okay. You're fine. You're covered. If you don't want to go through a trial or tribulation, if you don't want to grow and expand in your relationship, it's okay. You're fine just the way you are. And I think a lot of us get stuck in this trap of complacency. We're afraid to take that extra step of faith and grow in what God has for us so we stay back and we miss out on the adventure that God has for us. We miss out on believing for incredible things. We we, we miss out on seeing the miraculous. We miss out on, on growing our faith all because I don't want to leave my bubble. I don't want to step out of my comfort zone. I don't don't want to talk to somebody that I don't know about Jesus. I I don't want to really lift my hands during worship because I'm scared of what people are going to think about me. I don't want to talk about my faith. I I don't want to take a stand for my faith in a world that is crying out for it. We don't want to do it because I'm fine just. Where I am. Anybody relate to what I'm talking about? Then there's some people who, maybe you've got some voices in your life that are constantly putting fear inside of you. You got some friends who are not really your friends who are telling you that you're never gonna make it. You've got people that are betting against you. I had my uncle, when I was going to Bible college, he bet me $100 that I would fail, that I would flunk out. You're not going to make it. And so instead of going two years, I went three years. Just an extra, I did an extra year just so you could give me that money. And when I proved him wrong, he said, oh, good, good. It was an incentive. No, it was a lie from the enemy trying to discourage me from getting through what God wanted to do in my life. Are there voices in your life that are telling you your marriage isn't going to make it? You don't have enough money to do what you want to do. You can't afford another kid. You don't need to go to church. What do you need to go to church for? You don't need to be around community. You don't need to be around people. You go to that church. You go with those crazy people. You're the ones making the noise down. There's people that get entertained by watching you in fear. And then there's the voice of hope. There's the voice that is speaking to you saying, I've got you. You're going to make it through. This is going to be a great experience. You'll be next to me. I'll hold you. Nothing's going to come after you. Nothing is going to harm you. You're, you're here with me. And as a seven-year-old, I took my dad's hand and I got on that ride with him. And it was Crazy. That was back when Indiana Jones didn't break down every other day. <laughs> it was a new ride, so it worked. And we're on this ride, and we're going through, oh, and we're going up and down, and yeah, there's all these ups, and, and there's fire coming on one side, this huge snake that comes down, I'm like, oh my God, and I close my eyes on the parts I don't like, but the entire time, my dad had me. And when it was over, And we got off the ride, guess what I said? Oh, I thought you were going to get that. Guess what I said? Let's do it again. (laughs) I'm here to encourage you, to give you some hope that whatever you're going through right now, the trials, these tribulations, these hard times, these, these difficult moments, That God is with you. I needed three people right there in that moment. That God is with you. That he's got you covered. That he's holding on to you. That you don't have to be afraid. You you can close your eyes if you want to, but we're going through it together. You are not alone. My hope is in the Lord. Wherever I go, whatever I do, whatever I face, my hope is in the Lord. When I feel like my marriage is on the brink of destruction, my hope is not in me and her. It's in the Lord. When when I feel like I'm going to lose my job, my hope is not in what I can do to keep it or the relationship I have with my boss. My hope is in the Lord. When inflation's going crazy and the gas pump, you know, it's just... my hope is not in politicians because we all know they can't get it right. My hope is in the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. We're over here freaking out. Running around like chickens with our head cut off. My hope is in the Lord. And I think for a moment... We might have forgotten that. We get so caught up in the commotion and the pomp and circumstance and and, and the trend and the culture. And and, and I got to put this on my social media because I got to follow everybody else. And we go right into the pattern every single time. My hope is in the Lord. That's what gets me up in the morning. That's my coffee. That's what gets me excited to take on the day. My hope is in the Lord. I had some issues at work recently. There was some movement going around and we were talking about remote and in-person. Y'all know it's the thing going on Everybody wants to do work from bed now. It's fun. Just kidding. <laughs> Talking all these things, and my wife and I, we had to come to a decision. And um, I, I can't say too much, but it was a lot of stuff going on with my work, and I had to kind of part ways with my job. But parting ways with my job was going to affect. Another big decision in our lives. And it was stressful. It was difficult to get through. And I'm thinking, how am I going to make this work? I think for a lot of us, we try to figure it all out on our own, don't we? Get up on Indeed. Zip Recruiter. Filling out all these applications. Just sending them in. Everybody wants me. Who wouldn't want to hire me? I'm such a cool, dynamic guy, right? Would you hire me? I don't know. I'm crazy. (laughs) And as I'm going through this struggle, right, you're you're kind of thinking of your family and you're thinking of all these big decisions. And my current boss, who's great, by the way, it wasn't anything on on her end. It um, It was just a decision that had to be made. And she saw how calm I was throughout the process. And I'm not here to tell you that I have it all together because behind closed doors, I was shaking in my boots. But she saw how calm I was and she pulled me into her office one day and she goes, Israel, I, I'm worried for you. And I said, why? And I have a big smile on my face, hey, why? Because of everything that's going on and I, I can't imagine how stressful it must be for you and looking for another job while you're working here. I, you know, I know I know we got a transition and it's it's not difficult. You just seem so calm and in control. And my my boss, who's not a believer by the way, but she has a sense. And I said, I don't have it all under control, but my hope is in the Lord. He's got it under control, I don't. And what I realize is that when we try to do things on our own, we will always fall short because I'm not perfect. I don't have the answers. I can't figure it out. I'm not smart enough. I'm scared when my daughter gets old enough and asks me for help on her math homework. People talking about, oh, the attitude. Oh, you know, just wait till she becomes a teenager. I said, no, wait till she starts algebra. I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> the attitude, I can handle. The problems, I, the drama, bring it on. 2X minus 5 equals 10. I don't know what to do. I can't figure it out. I'm not smart enough to figure it out. But God is in control. And I come back to this verse that that reminds me that our hope is in the Lord. And who else? There is nobody else. My hope is in the Lord alone. Meaning his grace is sufficient. It's enough. He's all that I need. And sometimes we use Jesus as a supplement to our solution when he is the solution. We bring Jesus in as an additive, as, a, as, a, as an extra, as an add-on. Like i got all this and then I'll bring in Jesus so it works. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Well, this is what I want to do with my life, and this is where I want to go, and I want to do this for the next three years, and I'm going to go here, and I'm going to bring Jesus in to make it happen. You know how I know that's true? Because our prayer is, Lord, would you do this instead of, Lord, I want to do what you want me to do. Anybody know what I'm talking We, we, we make our plans and then try to save it with Jesus instead of looking to Jesus for our plans. I don't have it figured out, but he does. So my hope must be in him alone. You know why? Why? He's been on this ride before. When I look at my dad, I can trust him because he's been on that ride before. He knows every turn. He knows when the drops are coming. He knows when to hold my hand and when to cover my eyes. He's been on that ride before. I've never been on the ride. I don't know what to expect, so I've got to put my trust in my dad that he's got me covered, like a lot of us need to do in our relationship with God. He knows our future. He knows what's to come. He knows what's around every corner and where every job will come. He knows when we're going to break up with that person and he knows when we're going to find the right person. He knows when we're going to sell that house and when we're going to buy that house. He knows when that job is coming and when that other door is going to be closed. All we have to do is put our hope in him. And I hope that today, as you leave this place, you would be able to take a weight off of your shoulders and say, God, it is not under my control. I don't know what to do next, but my hope is in you alone. My hope is in you alone. I'm probably already running out of time. Javon. if you want to come out and... Set the mood and we'll make it all spiritual here. You ever notice that whenever they start playing, it's like, oh, start feeling the moment again. So where do we find hope? It's in our father's love. My dad loved me To not put me in a situation that I would not be safe in. So now, as a father, I look to my daughter, my four year old, and I tell her, You can trust me. In my mind, I know it's a small world. This is literally. The slowest, longest ride at Disneyland. You'll be fine. But she doesn't know that. I want her to trust me. Princess, I'm not going to put you in a situation where I don't think you'll be safe. You can come with me. In fact, why don't you sit on my lap? I'll hold you, promise you, everything's going to be okay. So my daughter gets on the boat with me, going to Small World. Air conditioning's on. I take a little nap. She's looking around and she's seen all these things and it's blowing her mind. She loves it. Now, when we go to Disneyland, Dumbo, Tinkerbell, and it's a small world. Every time. That's my prayer for you. That's my hope for you is that you would find that hope it's in the father's love god loves you so much in fact the bible says in romans chapter 8 verse 38 paul is writing to the romans here and he says i'm convinced i'm convinced i've been on the ride and i want to do it again i'm convinced it's not scary God took me on that ride, and it was great. I want to do it again. I'm, I'm convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. There is hope. He goes on to say in verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Nothing in all creation, not your mother-in-law, not your neighbor, not your boss, not any politician, not the city, nobody, nothing can separate you from the love of God and if nothing can separate us from his love that means nothing can separate me from the hope that I find in him alone there's always hope I'm here to tell you today don't give up if there's anything you hear from this message today don't give up some of you walked through those doors and you felt like giving up on your marriage don't give up some of you walked in today giving up on your kids. I'm done with them. I can't handle. Don't give up. Some of you feel like walking away from the church, walking away from what you believe in God, walking away from God altogether. Don't give up. Some of you, you have a dream to start a business and you think there's no way it can ever, st- it can ever happen. Don't give up. Some of you feel like giving up on your hopes and your dreams of ever starting a family. Don't give up. Some of you, I'm waiting for three people to start shouting. It's all right. Some of you have been wondering when you're going to find the person that you're going to marry, when you're going to find true love. Don't give up. God is saying, not yet. Don't give up. Don't throw in the towel. There's hope. There's hope. God has great things in store. Don't give up. Can I tell you that what God is doing here at the calling church and what he's going to do within the next few months at your brand new location is going to be incredible. Don't give up. Don't give up. Oh, it's like two miles away now. Don't give up. Listen, y'all start church at 11, all right? You got plenty of time to get to church. My wife was jealous this morning because she got to go set up at our church, so she had to be there at 8.30. Uh, have a nice drive. Uh, I'll see you in a little bit. What, what, what time is church? Church doesn't start till 11. Starts at 11. Got plenty of time to get up, make some eggs, drink some coffee, worship, have some time with your kids, and then come to church. You got two miles? Come on. God's going to do great things. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. Don't listen to my mom. Oh, you're fine just where you are. You don't need to go out of your comfort zone. Yes, I do. Imagine if I listened to my mom that day and I never got on Indiana Jones, I'd be a 32-year-old man who still never got on Indiana Jones. (laughs) And it's still broken down every time I go. Don't miss it find ways. Find ways to get involved, to help. Maybe some of you, your next step is to, is to serve. Maybe you've been coming to church for a while and you love it here. Man, this is a great church. I love coming to church at 11 and leaving at 12. This is awesome. <laughs> Except when that Mexican preacher comes. He goes to 1205. We're still here. But maybe your next step is say, hey, how do I get on the worship team? Hey, how do I run production in the back. Hey, I want to help greet people when they get here because I'll tell you that new location is big and it needs some people. Listen, don't wait until it explodes for you to start getting on the team. It's going to explode when you get on the team. When you start serving, you're preparing the atmosphere for people to come. You get to be that catalyst. You get to be the greeter. You get to be the welcomer, the encourager, and get excited for the people that do come. The calling church is here to serve the community, to serve the people. Pastor Michael paid me to say that. Thank you, Pastor Michael. That was the... (laughs) Just kidding. There's hope. You believe that? And it's found in the Father's love. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's message. Our mission as a church is choosing Jesus, chasing freedom, discovering our gifts, and serving Jesus. I have a question for you. What is your next step with Christ? Take your next step today by visiting thecallingla.com. If today's message touched you, we love to partner with you in sharing the hope and the message of Christ. So visit thecallingla.com slash give.